Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., 99.5 FM on your radio dial. Or you can find us on KKLA.com if your radio is not able to, to reach uh, this particular area. You know, thank God for those that are listening. You know, uh, we had several broadcasts that went forth last night uh, into the early a.m. And I was up. I was up and responding to questions. And, you know, thank God for our listeners and certainly the support of the ministry. I want you to know that we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. The best way to, uh, to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. At this time, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. And so maybe you're driving. Maybe you are uh, at work, you know, here in um in the U.S. and other places, uh, the holiday is being celebrated. Uh, that is the uh, 25th of December. And some have already celebrated because of the time zone. And so certainly we're, we're celebrating. And we've been celebrating throughout the year. I love celebrating. And I love the name the Cornerstone. Because Cornerstone itself is something that is laid at the building. And it is a celebrated object. So whether you're at work, driving, don't take your hands off the wheel, but put your mind, your heart in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, your kindness, Lord God, for watching over and keeping us throughout this day. Lord God, for raising us up, giving us an opportunity to seek you while you can be found. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, keeping us, Lord. Lord we pray and ask that you would bless those that are into their day. Lord God, those that are into their night. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness, Lord God, and, and uh, an opportunity to seek you while you can be found. Lord Jesus, we thank you how you have brought us down to this point of time. Lord God, we have traveled some days, some weeks, some months. Lord Jesus, in every hour, every minute, we appreciate, Lord God, that you have given us. Lord, we pray and ask that you would remember the bereaved families, Lord. Remember those that have lost loved ones uh, during this season. Lord God, we pray for their comfort. Lord God, and those that are sick, we pray for their healing. Lord Jesus, I ask that you remember the prayer requests that have come in uh, through this week, Lord God, and those that have been listening and contacting us via uh, email and phone, Lord God, you know the need of every individual. Lord God, you understand the dynamics of what's going on in their lives. Lord God, and, and so we pray and ask that you would remember them uh, and that you would bless according to thy will. Lord, we ask these many blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, we're going to have our opening scripture, um, and then we're going to 
Uh, see what God has to say. Today's opening scripture will be Psalms 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the fervence of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to this, his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sounds of the trumpet. Praise him with the soft spring harp. Praise him with the timbre and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Certainly, we thank and praise God for his goodness. This is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. In spite of what's going on, I've learned some things that we can rejoice in the Lord. We can be steadfast, unmovable, uh, while things are, are turbulent uh, around us. And so, you know, we're going to go on into the word of God this morning. And I want to, before we go into the word, I want to just sing a little bit of this. I woke up the other morning and my heart was touched by what I heard because I have not heard it in quite some time. You know, as growing up, I heard this. And, and so just just pray with me uh, as I just want to reminisce on, on these words. The song says, some folks would rather have houses and land. Some folks choose silver and gold. These things they treasure and forget about their soul. I've decided to make Jesus my choice. Some folks would rather have houses and land. Some folks choose silver and gold. These things they treasure and forget about their soul. I've decided to make Jesus my choice the road is rough the going gets tough and the hills are hard to climb i started out a long time ago there is no doubt in my mind i've decided to make jesus my choice that's my testimony this morning i've decided to make jesus 
my choice. Let's go forth in the word of God and see what the Lord has to say. Bless you, Lord, Savior. Thank you, Jesus. I want to begin this morning with by asking a question. And that is, have you stripped Jesus from his majesty? Have you stripped him of his dignity, uh, his manhood? Did you wrap him in swaddling clothes this morning or yesterday or tomorrow, depending on your geographical? Did you do that? Did you lay him in some hay? Or are you planning to give him some breast milk and circumcise him again on the eighth day? I, I don't know. I, this is I, this is a legitimate question that that I don't hear too many ask. You know, and if you you've heard it, but I'm I'm certainly asking because I, I want to know what you've done with our Lord and Savior. You may have blindly or uh, blindly following the details of a tradition without any thought. You know, it, I've heard someone say, well, I've actually, I've heard a few say that, you know, well, this is the way I was raised and, and you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with me using my imagination for a bunny rabbit, uh, you know, to lay eggs or, uh, you know, or a man flying mag um, magically on a sleigh through the air, uh, you know, or anything like that, you know, no thought. I, it's just something I was, and I have to do that they lay hold on that firmly. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, about the first verse, it says, hear ye the word which the Lord spake unto you. So, so we want to hear the word of God. And, you know, it, uh, that is the most important thing is that we are listening to the word of God, not listening to celebrities, not listening to politicians, not listening to anyone else, but the word of God. Hear ye the word of the Lord, which spake unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. For the custom, the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Don't don't follow this pattern. For the customs of the people are vain. He's talking about vanity here. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest. The work of the hands of the workmen and the axe. They deck it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and a hammer that it move, that it don't move anywhere. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They don't say anything. They've been decorated. They've been uh, set into place, but they don't speak. They got to be carried wherever they are. You know, people have went to their garages and, and went to the um, tents and the yards and have carried something home to decorate. They must be carried. They cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil and they don't do good. So it's just an object 
For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. The prophet Jeremiah got slapped around for saying stuff like this. Yes, he got beat up pretty bad. Matter of fact, he got beat up so bad that, you know, he got tired of it and said, I'm not going to preach no more. I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything. And, you know, some of you listening have heard people preach messages that say the word of God was hot. It was hot like fire shut up in my bones. But they hadn't beat, been beat down. They hadn't been brutalized. Their countrymen had not turned on them for prophesying and living, excuse me, let me back up, for living a sanctified life and prophesying the truth, preaching the word, the unadulterated truth. As Jeremiah, it just sounded good to talk about the word of God being hot, like fire shut up in your bones. They backslid, some of them even backslid after preaching the message about how great and how powerful and how fervent of a heat the word of God is in their soul. But I'm not going to say that. Stay there this morning. Some say that the celebration is for the sake of pageantry and that the church should follow a tradition, the tradition that man has established. But my question is, who are you following? Are you following man or are you following God? And do you know why you follow what you are following? Patentry is not salvation. It's just something that we um, attach ourselves to. Like you this morning, I, I'm, I'm interested in soul salvation. And that's what I'm interested in right now. I'm interested in my soul salvation. You're interested in your soul salvation. Others that will be listening to this message is are interested in their soul salvation. I recall a message by the late Bishop Jasper Roby. He sang a song at our church dedication, uh, my, what I refer to as my home church uh, growing up. And I, I love this song, even though I don't know how to sing it. I don't even know the words of it, but... Yeah, but one thing I do know is that if I follow Jesus, am I right? If I follow him, am I right? You need to ask yourself that question. I'm asking myself that question. The answer is yes. If I follow Jesus, I am right. Matter of fact, I, I want to suggest that I encourage you to follow me as I follow Christ. Are you following him wholeheartedly? I'm following him wholeheartedly. I'm giving my all and I'm doing the best of my ability. No excuses. It's time out, you know, comes a time when you just stop making excuses. Well, you know, I'm in the flesh and my flesh just have to say it. Stop lying to yourself. Stop making that stuff up because somebody told you that and you embraced it. Now you want to keep saying it to give a place for sin. The Bible tells us don't give place to the devil. You do not have to. To sin or not to sin is in our power. Yes, I'm preaching hard right now. 
The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 6 and 5, it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. The Apostle Paul reiterates this message in Romans 12, 1 through 2. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you and I, I'm paraphrasing it there, you and I, all of us, present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. If you don't do nothing else, you need to do those a few things. Present your body, a living sacrifice, holy, 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 acceptable unto God. This is the criteria at a minimal level, low hanging, something that all of us can reach. And as a living sacrifice, which is our reasonable, the basic of our salvation is that each of us do that and be not conformed to this world. Well, I have to conform. No, the Bible said be not conformed to this world. I'm in this world. I know what it's talking about. And I have fun. I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the, the, the music I listen to. I'm enjoying dancing when I won't feel like dancing to the music that I'm dancing to. When, my, when I'm exercising, I'm exercising to the music that I feel like I'm exercising to. I'm enjoying life when I jump on my bike. When I'm living, when I, whatever I'm doing, I'm enjoying it without excusing myself or replacing my lifestyle of sanctification. I'm not laying down my salvation for anybody or for anything. Nope. Those, those, no. After a while, you, you grow up. You grow up. We're we going to talk about that. You, we grow up. Bless your Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Mighty God. I believe the, the best gift we could give God is our heart. And remember, uh, uh, Jesus is the only, you know, where people have gathered together and, and you know, uh, meeting with family and everything to, to recognize this day. And, and they only go, some will only stop at Christmas, Christmas. They're not going to talk about something. They're not going to mention the Lord. They're not going to mention Jesus. They're not going to say his name. But I believe the best gift we could give God is our heart. Jesus has the only recognized birth where everyone buys presents and give them away without giving anything to the birthday boy. Where is the present for the birthday boy? There's a party that's going on. Are you attending his party? Because he sent out an invitation. Uh, are, are you attending the party? You know, there's another party that's going to be going on. And he's sending out. He's already sent out invitations for. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, that he's already sent out invitations for and RSVP us in. Holy Ghost. Bless your name, Savior. Today is December 25th here in on the West Coast, California. And my subject text can be found 
a very simple passage of scripture in the book of Luke, the second chapter in the 52nd verse. The Bible said, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. The thought that I want to share here is when he grew up, when he grew up, yes, he's no longer in that land on that uh, hay. He's not wrapped in a blanket or any piece of clothing. The only thing that they could find for him. He's no longer an infant. He's no longer, you know, but he's not a year old. He's not two years old, you know, because by the time they, the, the shepherds and those that were looking for him found him, some time had passed by. The book of Luke, as well as Mark um, and Matthew and John and other gospels provide us with a clear reflection giving us the reason for the season. Uh, the world has set aside this day to celebrate the birth of a savior. Some are celebrating that, others are into something else. It's a charitable season because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, 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 are you part of the whosoever club? Whosoever believe in him should have everlasting life. An excuse to celebrate in various ways, which may or may not actually include a form or fashion of any type related to Christ. For some, it's about an immaculate birth, meaning he was conceived without sin as she was engaged uh, to Joseph. It is, and it was, and it still is mind blowing. It was an experience for both Mary and Joseph. The angel Gabriel visited Zechariah, spoke to him about it, blew his mind, uh, visited Mary, spoke to her about it, blew her mind, and uh, he didn't destroy her life. Uh, you don't get saved and, and all of a sudden your household fall apart because God saved you. Uh, the, the angel went to Joseph and let him know, man, it's okay. It's okay. Man, it is okay. Lady, when, you get, when he gets saved, it's okay. A gentleman, when she gets saved, it is okay. Life should be enhanced. Okay? Should be enhanced. Elizabeth, Zachariah, and John were about six months, or yeah, about six months uh, into the pregnancy when. Um, Maturing in the womb when a when Mary met them. Now, there are those of us that believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And so uh, the Bible tells us about his coming. Luke, the 39th verse, first chapter. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hills country in haste into a city of Judah and enter in at the house of Zechariah and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation, when she heard the greeting, uh, the baby leaped in her womb. Now the baby in the womb of, of Mary's cousin acknowledged Jesus, acknowledged his presence. That was not acknowledged. This was not acknowledgement of Mary. I, I know some of y'all got some pictures hanging up, you know, uh, of, of 
uh, of who you think uh, what someone told you Mary looked like, but there was no Polaroid. There was no cameras. No, Mary didn't look like that. Neither did Jesus. Let me go on here. Listen, listen. Mary did not have the Holy Ghost to give anyone. The baby leaped in the womb because of the presence of the one who possessed the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us in Acts, for those that, that didn't get it, Acts 12, 14 said, uh, said that the disciples, women, including Mary, were obeyed or they obeyed the instructions that Jesus had given them to go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. 500 of them received the instructions. Only 120 of them followed. I feel like running around the church right now. Only 120 of them followed what they heard. The other 380, which heard the same message, felt they had a better plan. And so they followed their own agenda and did not receive the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Elizabeth was immediately filled with the Holy Ghost when she came into the presence of Mary, who was in possession of the word of God. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have a testimony this morning that you have received the Holy Ghost? The Bible tells us in the 40 for the verse 44, for lo, as, as some, as soon as I heard the voice of thy salutation, this is Elizabeth speaking uh, to Mary, as soon as I heard your voice, as soon something triggered inside of me and the baby leaped, she knew the baby moved, the baby leaped in her womb for joy. Not only did the baby leap for joy, but she was overwhelmed herself with the joy and was filled with the Holy Ghost. When cousin Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary, uh, John, the, the, the second cousin of Jesus, oh, now only six months old, felt and received the seal of redemption. The Holy Ghost is a seal of redemption. What a great gift to have. We've wrapped presents. I, I was up in the kitchen uh, at, the, at the counter wrapping, uh, as my children instructed me to do, to wrap some things and to put bold, and so I wrapped some things, and he wrapped some gifts, but the greatest gift that was wrapped and to be unwrapped is the Holy Ghost. Cousin John is, uh, is born, mighty God. Elizabeth Zachariah told the entire family and all of those listening that, that this child's name would be called John. Uh, once Zachariah confirmed it, he was filled with the Holy Ghost also. He was filled with the Holy Ghost as well. Uh, when he got out of his, his moment, because for nine months, John could not talk. John had been visited by Gabriel. And excuse me, Zachariah had been visited by Gabriel concerning John. And he said, well, how can this be? How, you know, uh, me and my wife now, we didn't, we didn't, we have gone past the flower of, of our days. Our youth is gone, you know, uh, uh, you know, we, hey, you get it. You know, there was no, no market, nothing on the, uh, for him to take that was going to help stimuli. But the word of God created a stimulization. 
And so the Bible tells us that when his time, his allotment was over, where he burned incense in the temple representing the prayers of the saints, that when he got home, now this is just me, that when he got home, something happened. You know, and he even during the time that he got home, he could not talk to Elizabeth. And since she wind up conceiving in that moment that he didn't think she was going to conceive, I, I, I think it might be fair to say he didn't need to talk because she may have been doing most of the talking. Listen, let's go on here. The Bible tell us that Elizabeth conceived it and he was his mouth was loosed. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. For nine months, he couldn't say nothing because of his reaction to the word of God. Some of the delays in our blessings is because of our reaction to what God has said. God says, I'm going to do. And you begin to say, well, how is that going to happen? When is it going to happen? instead of accepting that God said it will happen. Holy Ghost, bless your name, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, mighty God. God said it will, instead of us saying, well, I wonder, and we're scratching our head, you know, and, and trying to figure it out, we need to just accept it. We need to just receive it of what God is saying. And so uh, when he uh, that, you know, I, I believe that just spoke some deliverance to someone. I believe that that, you know, you now have a preventive measure to take as long as you follow these instructions. It wasn't until he humbly confessed the baby's name that his tongue was loosed. He had nine months to think about it. Nine months. Uh, he had plenty of time to think about his reaction to the messenger of God. You have some time to think about your reaction to the message of God. Now he's prophesying and the Bible tells us that he is uh, blessed. He said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he has visited and redeemed his people and he have raised up a horn of salvation. Uh, for uh, unto us in the house of his servant David. And as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, God has been giving a message and talking about a savior coming since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies. God is interested in saving us from those that would harm us, for those that would hurt us, uh, the, the Christ, that Christ would be born with purpose. Have you told your sons and your daughters that they are born with purpose uh, to help build their character in spite of? Uh, they were not the one that caused you to have a child at the time you did. Don't take out your frustration on them because things didn't work out right. A matter of fact, someone may have told you to leave that person alone because it is not going to end good. But nonetheless, the child should not suffer uh, because of the error of the parent. Uh, God doesn't even do that. And so we should not do it either. Zechariah reiterated the word of God from the Torah. 
He reiterated the word of God from Isaiah and other prophets that of Christ. Uh, he said that he would redeem us. He would save his people, uh, that he would uh, save us from our enemies and from the hand of those that hate us. Uh, this is a prophecy that preceded the nation of Israel before there was a nation, before there was an Israel, before there was a Hebrew, before there was a, a Jewish religion. Uh, there was a prophecy that was given. And so it was presented to the Gentiles first. Now, if, if you've been following with us on Inside the Pages on a Wednesday Bible study, uh, you'll understand because you've been exposed to some of these things. Listen here. Uh, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham. You see, Abraham was a Gentile that he would grant unto us that we being uh, delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him. God has a purpose that we should serve him and that we should serve him without being afraid. The Bible said we should serve him without fear, that we should serve him in holiness. God is looking for those that worship him uh, in beauty and in the beauty of holiness and in righteousness. Come before him in his presence all the days of our life. No more exclusion from being in the presence of God, but that we should abide in his uh, almighty presence and thou child john shall be called the prophet of the highest so john uh, when he grew up he would be called a prophet of jesus christ for thou shalt go before the face of the lord and prepare the way that's what we're doing this morning john's not here but we're preparing a way for you to enter into the presence of god and so the 80th verse of that first chapter said, And the child John grew and waxed strong in spirit as he matured and purpose. Uh, he matured in doing the will of God. The Bible tells us that he grew up. How about you this morning? Are you growing up? Have you grown up? I heard the writer pen a note to us that when I was a child, I spank as a child. When I, was a, uh, when I was a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Are you putting away childish things today? My God, bless your name, Jesus. Have you put away those childish things since you turned 21? Well, I'm grown. I'm 21. I can do what I want to do. But you're still acting like a child. Well, you might be 30, 40, or 50 years old. Have you put away childish things? Are you still uh, bumbling and fumbling and doing things as if you was just a kid? Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Some can say yes while others say no. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a simple uh, thing that we can do. Uh, you know, actions speak louder than words. The Bible tells us in Matthews, the seventh chapter, it said, wherefore you'll know a tree by the fruit it bears. So if you wanna know something about that gentleman, look at their lifestyle, look at their accomplishments, look at what they've done, look at what they're doing. If you wanna know something about that girl, look at her accomplishments, look at her lifestyle, look at what she's doing. I heard one preacher say, uh, do you have enough to take care of yourself? Oh, my God, don't get messed up with somebody that have not matured. They can't even take care of their own self. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Well, we'll say that for another day.
the Bible said that Jesus was taken on the eighth day. And on that eighth day, he, he was uh, circumcised. A sacrifice was made for him. According to the law of Moses, have you presented a sacrifice for your sons and your daughters? When they uh, go to church, uh, the Bible said that Simeon was there, a man that was devoted unto God, and he was waiting to see the blessing of the Lord. When you come into the house of God, you ought to be coming in because you're looking for a blessing. You're looking for God to do something. I didn't come to Cornerstone this morning without expectations. I came looking for God. I came knowing if I show up, he certainly will show up. And if I show out, he'll certainly show out too. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. I'm going to give my best for God. You ought to give your best too. The Bible said that Anna the prophetess was there and that she was serving God and preached she declared his word for those that think women can't preach. You better look at what the word of God says. The Bible said that Anna, that she preached the word. She declared a message of hope. She declared a message of redemption. The 40th verse said, and the child grew and he waxed strong in spirit and filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents talking about Jesus. Now his parents, talking about Mary and Joseph, they were in, went to Jerusalem every year to celebrate, just like we're celebrating today. And when Jesus was about 12, oh yes, he got out the grave. He got out the, the hay. He got up out of the swaddling clothes. He, he stopped feeding on the breast milk. He got up, stopped sucking on the dates. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He left the baby food alone. No more Gerber was entering to his mouth. Uh, he wasn't doing, uh, but listen here. He went to church. He's 12 years old now, going to church. Well, I don't want to make my kid go to church. I want them to have a free lifestyle to choose what they want to choose. But the Bible tell you, as it told me, as it told others to raise up a, a child in the way they should go. What are you putting in that soul of that child so that they can prosper in God? What are you putting in them so that their soul is saved? Bless your Lord Jesus. He was 12. No longer in the crib. No longer sucking on dates. No longer eating baby food. No longer wearing children clothes, you know, wrapped around him and. But having a presence of mind to go to the house of God, because when they looked around, when they left and was looking for him, he was still there with the. With the ministers talking to them and asking questions. And having a understanding. Jesus is no longer in the womb. No longer in the major. There is something unsettling about placing him back in a crib year after year, leaving him undeveloped, speechless. I believe that's why some put him there because they want him to remain speechless. Well, we put him in, you know, the little baby, he'll just goo goo, ga ga, cur, and all that kind of stuff. And you know how your kid did when, when you had one. Uh, you know, if, if we put him, you know, lock him in the crib, not much they can do till they figure a way out on their own. Well, that means growth, huh? But if we leave them there as an infant, no growth, 
then we don't have to listen to what he has to say. I believe that we should be celebrating his goals and accomplishments on this day. Yes, recognizing his birth, he was born, but what about his goals and accomplishments? Oh, my legs are running right now. Thank you, Jesus. What about his goals and accomplishments that, that have gone on? Oh, bless your Lord God. I, I when my when my daughter and sons, when they birthday come around, I don't put them back in a in a crib. I look at their goals and their accomplishments, what they're doing, and I, and I my chest uh kind of sticks out because I'm proud of uh, of my 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 children. I, my grandson, I don't put them back in a crib and you know, even though I tease them with their baby pictures from time to time, you know, and they, they enjoy that. But I don't put them back in the crib. I might scoop them off of their, their feet and, and hold them up as big as they are just to show off that I can still do it. I don't do it as often no more, but because they've grown. They've grown. And, and they like hanging on me to the, to the point where they actually wear me down. So they grown. Jesus grew up. The Bible said, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be up on his shoulders. But the government is not going to be up on his shoulders if he's just a baby in a. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, he will never reach that in your life if he's only a baby in a crib. You ought to, you ought to share this with somebody. Yep, that, when the nativity scene, when it come around next year, there should be some changes. It should be a, even a larger celebration. Do you know him as wonderful today? Do you know him as a counselor, psychoanalyst? I, I've needed some mind surgery. Yes, that's, that's why I'm saved today. He worked on me. An emotional therapist. I, I was like you, an emotional wreck. Thought we had it together, you know, self-sedating. You know, and, and some of you didn't just self-sedate. You did other stuff, too. You know, we self-sedate in a lot of different ways. People self-sedate through sex. They self-sedate through drinking. They self-sedate through smoking and, you know, and other things that they do. Uh, daredevils. You know, I'm not talking about those that, that are skilled and, and, and they're honing in something that uh, I'm talking about just being a daredevil because you are disgusted with whatever's going on, that if you slip and accidentally injure yourself, you feel that you deserved it. You know, I remember in the Hollywood Hills going to, to uh, places and seeing young people, teens that had taken glass and metal and tattooed themselves because of the disgust and what's going on in their life. They don't know him as a emotional therapists, they need to know him. And it is a responsibility of us. He came for that purpose so that they wouldn't even be an enemy to themselves. 
but how we approach them and how we communicate to people about what God is. You know, how are we doing that? Do we share our testimony? You know, only to those that need to, to hear it. I don't need to tell everybody what my testimony was because they may not be able to relate to it, but somebody can relate to the self-affliction. Somebody can relate to if you've ever wanted to commit suicide. There's somebody out there that can relate to that in your deliverance. But if you don't tell them about it, how will they know that God worked with you, that he was a wonderful counselor, that he was your guiding counselor and, and help you, ushered you out of that? What about the mighty God? The forgiveness of sin, because only God can forgive sin. He healed the sick and raised the dead at will. He's the everlasting father. Can't be a father if he's still in the crib. Just a baby. No, can't marry. Can't marry uh, the, the lamb, the, the, the marriage of the lamb, the church, to the, he's, he's still in the crib. And, and so we're not going to be able to do that. I know him as a burden bearer, a heavy load carrier, as we would say. Hmm, bless you, Jesus. He was born a baby, but he grew up. He grew up. Matthews 11 and 5 said, he sent word. Tell John. Tell John. I want John to know that I've grown up. Tell my cousin I've grown up. Let him know that, that you know, things are different than what they were. I, I've, I've matured. Let them know I'm matured. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. When he grew up, he went into Galilee and preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. When he grew up, he told them the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at him. When he grew up, he said, repent, change from what you're doing. He told them to believe the gospel. When he grew up, devils trembled. They, Herod and them tried to snuff him out before he could grow up. But he grew up. And demons trembled. And asked, are you coming to destroy us before time? When he grew up. He healed the sick, cast out devils, told them to, to close their mouths. Don't tell nobody. And the people were astonished at his doctrine. No more goo goo gaga. He grew up. Jesus said unto them, my meat. Not milk. Not, not sucking on any dates. He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. The more we grow, the more we confess that we're here to do his will. He grew up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for your word today. 
for blessing us to exhort this short passage. We recognize that you grew up, Lord God, and you ministered to us. And you're yet blessing us. You're yet extending open arms for salvation. Lord God, and we thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord Jesus, for your kindness. And Lord God, for those that are listening and those that are going to share your word as they tell others that you grew up, that you're no longer in the crib. The only crib that we're going to be in right now is, is when we go home. You know, that's a slang that we have, and you know, going to the crib. But we're not talking about a baby crib or anything. We're talking about the fact that he is grown up, no longer there, no longer where he was then. But where is he now? Where are you right now? Are you growing? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. Lord God, as we look to grow in you and to do your will, even as you came to do the will of the one that sent you. We thank you for the word was made manifest and we beheld the glory as the only begotten son of the father. Lord, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Listen, brothers and sisters, those that have joined in, God thank you. God bless you. Thank you for joining uh, the, the podcast. And, uh, you know, we're looking to, um, um, to expand ministry and the work uh, through other parts of the media. And so we appreciate you. to pray for us as we are praying for you and if you have not maybe you're you're waking up right now or you know if it hasn't been 24 hours merry christmas to you we're celebrating christ but we're celebrating the right way and, and certainly talking about his accomplishments and what he is doing what has god done for you that you can share with someone else all right now may the grace of god and the sweet communion of the holy ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen.